Good morning. This is Ken Sternfeld, and I am a concierge pharmacist. It's Sunday. Normally, I do a lot of clear thinking on a Sunday. I did it when I was working in a retail pharmacy at CVS because I worked every weekend. I was a weekend warrior. Uh, my kids were grown up. We were uh, off. To, they were off to college. So I worked every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and actually Mondays uh, when I worked at CVS for about 10 years. And all my partners loved it because for a three-year stretch, I worked 152 out of 156 weekends. So every partner I had loved me. And it was okay because it gave me a chance to be home during the week uh, with my wife and do things really at times when it really wasn't even so busy. It's nice enough to go to out and go shopping and go to the movies and do what you do during the week because uh, the weekends get to be a little crowded sometimes at the malls. So anyway, it just fit my lifestyle. And I also loved it because the weekend was when the interns who were on their rotations, I wasn't quite as involved in that process as I am now, but those interns would be the ones who would be working the Saturdays and the Sundays uh, because they were doing 40 hours worth of rotations uh, during their you know P4 or their uh, whatever the P number was, and they really wanted and needed to make some money, so they would be the people who basically were on our schedule for Saturdays and Sunday. And I loved it because you know they were bright, they were efficient, they were hardworking, and and just I got a chance to meet a lot of nice people and follow their career as they ended up graduating, and we're still in touch with them. So that weekend process for me gave me also the opportunity because it wasn't quite as busy. Uh, to really train and listen and learn about the things that people, uh, you know, work with and challenge with at work, but also what they deal with in their life. Because I got to know the people on the weekend. You know, we weren't running around quite as much. We did run quite as much as we did during the week. But I got a chance to understand the culture and the philosophies and the mindset of the people who were working in our profession. And I kind of recognized at that point that we weren't really a very healthy, well condition promote uh, promote a profession. You know, people were not really taking care of themselves, including myself. People weren't really happy in their environment, including myself. And I really wanted to understand why. I wanted to understand wellness. You know, we 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 really talk about that word a lot in the healthcare industry. But I really wanted to do what I considered and ultimately developed into a wellness prescription checkup. You know, you go to the doctor once a year minimum to get an annual physical. And they, they do your soap notes and they ask you questions. How are you doing? What's going on? And what the care plan is. But the wellness prescription checkup for me was really an assessment so I could understand what was going on. So if you asked yourself, you know, are you well? If I asked you, you know, your reply could be, oh, yeah, sure. Thanks. You know, unless, of course, you have some unhealthy physical condition at that point in the way. And you might say, well, yeah, I'm well, but, you know, I broke my leg or I'm dealing with this uh, condition or that condition. But if you ask someone, are you living well? It usually kind of means that are they living comfortably? Do they have a sense of financial security, a nice house, a car, a good job? And that, are they surrounded by many of their own personal possessions? But we don't realize always that when you ask yourself if you're well, 
you know, are you really living well? Are you really pulling that wellness out and, and actually taking care of yourself? Because it's really important that that well-being uh, be really who you are. You know, it's not just a, you know, a word or a red heart on your lab coat about wellness or we care or you care or everybody cares. Because health really is related not only to your physical condition, but clearly, definitely, absolutely refers to your consciousness, your state of mind, your state of being, how you basically feel in spirit, which is completely distinct from your body. And I realized in listening to other people and really reflecting on it for myself is that unhappiness is really a choice. You know, we all know that if you're in pain or suffering or whatever, you know, you know, suffering is, uh, is the option to pain, which you can't get rid of. So in other words, pain is, it's like compulsory. You know, if you hurt yourself or, or, or you're, you're dealing with inflammatory diseases or you're, you're in pain, you know, that you have no control over. But your suffering and how you, you handle that pain is really a mental and emotional consideration. You know, how can you deal with those external things that you have no control over that affect your body, but how you deal with them mentally and emotionally really determines how much suffering you actually will endure. Because suffering is a mental emotional entity, and it's entirely caused by your own self and the way you react to what's going on in your life physically, or let's say even in your job. Because how you react to a situation, a supervisor comes in and gives you a hard time. Okay, in that time, that's the pain. But how you react to that external problem, that external pain, how you suffer for the next day, week, year, rest of your career, you know, is really in your own consciousness, and it's really who you are. So you can suffer that stress and strain and anxiety and unhappiness for as long as you choose to. So it's really your choice. We never suggest that anyone leave their job. We always suggest that they look inside and say, what is it about that? What can I see? How do I fully realize the difference between the pain of a 10-hour shift or the suffering of that 10-hour shift, because then you're unwell. Is that, is that a word? I guess. You know, we don't want anyone to be unwell because that is something you do have the ability to control. That supervisor cannot determine how you emotionally and, and mentally feel about the challenges of your responsibilities and how they treat you. Now, everybody wants to be treated with respect. Everyone wants to be treated in a kind and gentle fashion, but it doesn't always help. It doesn't always happen that way. So when someone comes in and understands what they're, what they're dealing with, it gives them a sense of power so that, yes, you get through the pain, but you don't suffer. So, you know, when you think about yourself, and this is about self-care, no one can tell you what to do. You could get therapy, you could take drugs, you could do whatever you want to deal with whatever pain you have. But how you deal with that suffering 
emotionally and mentally in your life is really in your control. So you really need to ask yourself that question. What does wellness mean to you? And what does living right mean to you? Yes, you need to work hard. Yes, there's pain that comes with with life. I mean, it, it just happens. How you deal with it. It's very necessary that you understand the process of what your feelings are all about and how they're created. Because we're all feelers. We all feel that pain. And it's easy to recognize that pain when it's there. You know, it's easy to feel it uh, in your bones, in your, in your skeletal nature. But you need to understand what those feelings are doing to you mentally and emotionally. And I believe that the physical feelings, you know, originated in your body, you know, can always be dealt with better when the mental aspect of that is uh, is managed better. So on Sundays, you know, I get up and I think about wellness, you know, for myself, for my family, of course, and for my family of, of RxVIP uh, advocates who are working with us and I'm working with them. Uh, to get their lives into a position that they're more comfortable with. Because I always felt when I was working at CBS that if the people around me were happier, the performance levels were, of course, dramatically better. You know, the culture of care is what is the most important thing in healthcare. You know, that word is there. And you need to really focus on how your health is, how your wellness is. And that's why we instituted the wellness prescription checkup for our patients, because sitting with a pharmacist and having him or her go over all the things, not just the medications of the last time they ordered metformin, but what's going on in their life as a diabetic. How are they dealing with the anxiety of of that? How are they dealing with the stress, the depression of that? Looking at the whole patient as a whole. So we developed that for patients, but as I have gotten more deeply involved and retired from that environment of retail and moved into more of a concierge collaboration with physicians, I've become much more aware of the wellness of not just the patient, but the pharmacist who is actually delivering that information. He or she is challenging a challenge by the stresses and strains and the depression in their life. So the wellness prescription checkup, which is now being delivered, is really for the pharmacist as well, because we're suffering. And we have that emotional anxiety, <clears throat> that pain caused by the environment that we're put in. So wellness prescription checkup, because of where it's delivered, which is in a physician's office, is almost a, a lifeline and a ticket for pharmacists to feel better. So on Sundays, we're going to talk about wellness. We're going to talk about care. Um, I'm very fortunate to have been working with the Pharmacy Podcast Network and with Helium Radio about a year ago when Todd asked me to do a a live show over on Helium. I said, sure, I have nothing better to do. But it really has opened up my eyes to the reach of an internet radio uh, station that really talks to the consumer, the broad scope of people from a listening audience, <clears throat> excuse me. And I, I've been working there and doing this for a little over a year now. 
And I reached out and have connected with those individuals there to say, we need to reach more people. I mean, they're reaching this year, they'll reach close to 10 million people. I have to say 10 million and one take prescription medications. So having some networks, a channel that cares, that offers content, not just me, my God, I can't, you know, I can only talk about a minimal part of what goes on in people's lives. But I asked them if they would allow us to develop and produce a 24 hour a day care one channel. You know, if you have all news radio, <clears throat> when we think about, you know, Winds New York and CBS and all the news stations and then now, uh, you know, Bloomberg, you know, it's all news all the time. And then sports radio, I don't know, 35 years ago started FAN or 25 years ago. And everybody said, oh, that'll never How can you talk about sports 24 hours a day? Well, we do. And we listen. And those are successful, tremendous entities. Think about talking about something that's important, that's interesting or important or both 24 hours a day. Now, it's not going to be one person. But the collaboration of people talking about care, I can't believe that we would not be able to fill up the airways. So I asked Eric Rammel, the chief uh, creative officer, if he would allow us to create a Care One channel, 24-7, talking about care. Now, care could be how uh, my sister, uh, Judith, who comes in from Israel and is a dance therapist, and she's dancing with Judith. I mean, this is how she's lived her life, you know, for 70 years, being a dance therapist and enjoying life and traveling all over the world uh, to just enjoy life. Well, that's care. That's how she takes care of herself. Or someone who is dealing with making uh, a movie or acting or singing or dancing or, or doing anything. You know, we come across so many people in our lives who care. Well, I think that they need to be able to have a voice. So I asked Eric if he would allow us to put together a channel where people would have an open forum, a comfort zone, a safe haven for them to talk about the things that are important to them, their life, and also important to the listeners' lives. Because I believe that communication and dialogue is the best therapy. You know, counseling, I mean, you know, it used to, that used to be the dark uh, a stigma of mental health. Oh, he's going for counseling. Oh my God. How, how could she, how could I ever think about that? Well, you know, I think back now and as a young boy, my parents took me to counseling. I don't know. They thought I was a pyromaniac because I like to burn ants or do, I don't know, remember what it was, but, but everybody's in counseling every single day. You talk to people, you listen to people. They're your guides, they're your mentors. Some have more professional experience, some have less. Sometimes you can get better counseling from someone who has no, you know, diploma on their wall, but has experience and you follow that experience, you know. So counseling and, and mental health and mental awareness and wellness is a 24-7 life. That's, that's life defined as life. So um, Care One Concierge 24-7. We should be thinking about wellness. We should be thinking about taking care of ourselves, our loved ones, 
and then have that culture make the pharmacist profession, the pharmacists and the pharmacy profession continue to be the best profession that anyone could ever dream about. Don't worry about the business of pharmacy. Let others deal with that. Be the best damn pharmacist you can be. You want a side hustle? Side hustle as a concierge pharmacist. Don't drive for Uber. Okay, don't get, don't be a lift. Don't look to do something outside of your zone. Stay in your lane. Stay in your zone. Be the best pharmacist you can be. Raise your bar. Go to the concierge level in the hotel that you stay in. Get that hospitality, that white glove service. Get that care, compassion, and empathy delivered to your door so you can deliver it to others as a healthcare professional. That's what being a provider is. That's what being a provider needs to be, to be that care one focused professional who thinks about helping people every day, every hour, every shift. If the environment you work in is too challenging to allow you to do that, don't leave, but think about making a move even one day a week to give yourself the balance, yourself the confidence that you can be the best pharmacist that you could possibly be by being a care one resident working in a physician's office, being a care one take up residence in a hospital, in a, in a nursing home, one day a week, and be compensated. This is not volunteer work where you're going to say, I don't have time for that. This is about advancing your career and advancing your life and being well and taking a wellness prescription checkup to the bank. It's Ken Sturtzell for the Pharmacy Podcast Network.